My name is Grant Harold, the Raw Butler, and you're listening to In Conversation with the Raw Butler. A chance for me to share my memories and experiences during my time as a butler and a royal butler, both on and off duty. In today's episode, I talk about my time with the late Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this conversation with myself, Grant Harold the Royal Butler, as per my suggestion uh, a few days ago, asking if you'd like to hear about my experiences and memories with the late Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. And I was overwhelmed at how many of you asked for me to do this. And not only that, but the, the questions that I received from emails, texts, uh, on social media, I should say, has been amazing. And obviously I've done my best to look through them and pick out the ones that I felt most of you would like to know. A lot of the uh, questions that I was asked are very similar. So forgive me if I kind of round them up and answer them uh, under one. But as I said, I, w- I was just really pleased that so many of you wanted me to do this. And, and here I am, just me, uh, sitting here, having a conversation with you about those memories and experiences. And if I may, I'd like to start off by saying that I was with the Royal Household for seven years. I was a butler, even though in the media today I'm known as the Royal Butler, I was a Royal Butler for the Prince of Wales, the Duchess of Cornwall and Princess William and Harry. And in that role, I had the most amazing opportunities and again, experiences with other members of the Royal Family, both in the work capacity, so actually as a butler, but also off duty, which was equally quite special. So I got to spend time with them on both sides, if, if, if that makes sense. And the memories are equally uh, as special. Because of confidentiality, obviously the things that I can't and I wouldn't uh, discuss because it wouldn't be fair on, on members of the Royal Family or on myself. So the kind of things that I'm going to share with you are more things that you may already know or things that I experienced off duty as I felt that would be the best way to, to conduct this. So as I said, I was a butler for Prince of Wales, Dutch Cornwall, Prince William and Harry for several years, between 2004 and 2011. And it was quite a special time because William and Harry was still living at home at Highgrove. Highgrove is the home of the Prince of Wales and the Dutch of Cornwall, and somewhere that I've been lucky enough to call home now for about 18 years. So I, I still live at Highgrove. I no longer work for any members of the actual uh, immediate family, if that makes sense. I don't work for the Prince of Wales, Dutch of Cornwall, or Wyman Harry any longer. So I was a butler for the Prince of Wales, Dutch of Cornwall, Prince of Wyman Harry, and I was extremely lucky to also have the opportunity of looking after members of the family, including the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh. Now, for me, this was a dream come true because as a child, this is something I really wanted. I wanted the opportunity to one day work for the Queen. When I was a youngster, I saw a movie called Remains of the Day 
I was all about a butler in a private house and I thought wouldn't that be an amazing career but not only just to be a butler to be to be a butler for the Queen and I even wrote to the Queen as a youngster and anyway many years later that dream came true and obviously having the opportunity of working for the members of the Royal Family and getting to know them was just the most amazing experience and something as many of you can tell a treasure still to this very day. When the news broke of the death of the Duke of Edinburgh, I was actually filming for an ITN documentary. It was my first trip to London. I even did a video that I was going to share with all of you of this trip to London because it was, it was such an exciting thing for me actually getting to go and work in London for the first time in over a year. And it was in the middle of the filming that the director actually said to me, I've got some bad news. And I thought, oh, there's a problem with the filming equipment or because the director was remote, obviously, because you can't have too many people in the room. There was a cameraman and myself and the director said, I've got some bad news. And I just assumed there was a technical problem. And he said, I'm sorry to tell you that His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh has just died. And I was absolutely gobsmacked. Now, even though I was aware of his age, obviously he hadn't been in the best of health recently and it's always in the back of our minds but I had no idea obviously this news was going to come uh, as quickly as it did and the filming continued but even though I was just sitting there in a complete daze and they very kindly gave me a break so I could gather my thoughts and to say I was emotional I was I was it, it's really difficult because when you work for these people you you become you're not you're not the family, but you become part of that family. And so you get to know them as well as you know your own family. So when one of them has died, it, for me, it's, it's, it's quite a, it is quite a, a, a thing. You know, it really does shock you because here's somebody that you've known for many years has suddenly passed. And, it's, and I think my first thought was for the Queen, because obviously I was, I was desperately sorry for the Queen. And, and just knowing how close she was to Prince Philip and, and that relationship, which was such a special relationship. And it was uh, that I found very, you know, just thinking about how, how she was going to deal with this news and, and just praying that, she would, that she, she would continue. And as of the other day, as we all know, she has actually carried out uh, an event at, um, at Windsor. So it's, it's, it's good to see that she is continuing, even though it's, it's obviously going to be very difficult and very different for her and the royal family. So then obviously all my memories come flooding back on my time with Prince Philip, the first time I met him, uh, the kind of occasions that I either looked after him or got to attend events. And this is where I'm now going to bring in uh, some of your comments because it's actually going to go hand in hand with my experiences. So if I may, I have the trusted iPad here and there was a question from a few of you where you've actually said, could you tell us about the day you met Prince Philip? And this particular question is from a Joan uh, and this was actually, I'm taking this one from YouTube uh, and I, I, I actually have got to know Joan um, from the, the YouTube channel uh, and I thought it's a really good question and as I've mentioned quite a few people have asked me the same thing. The day I met Prince Philip, uh, it, I was trying to remember because it's, it's a bit kind of mixed my memories as to when I actually officially first met him. But one of the first occasions I saw him 
was in Scotland when he was wandering around on the Bitcoll estate, which is the home of the Prince of Wales. And I remember kind of spotting him and because in my mind, this is an 80 year old gentleman just wandering around, I need to go and give him some sort of a assistance or to see if he's okay. And the other staff said, no, 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 this is what he does. He, he wanders around, it just, it's, it's his time. Uh, he just enjoys having a look, just seeing what's, what's happening and um, just to let him go on with it. Uh, and of course, I was forgetting that many, many years ago, Prince Philip and the Queen, when they were Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh, I don't know if many of you know that, but our Queen was once the Duchess of Edinburgh, they actually had the honeymoon uh, at this very house, Beck Hall, so it's got a lot of memories for both of them. So it was quite, uh, it was quite poignant to actually realise this was somewhere that he once called home as well. Anyway, that would have been the first time I, I believe I saw him. And the first time I was introduced to the Duke of Edinburgh was by his son, Prince Charles, my boss, at Kew Palace, at the Queen's 80th birthday. The Prince actually introduced me to both of them. And I remember Prince Philip didn't say a huge amount, but there was the, the pleasantries of the introduction. And I actually, I liked him. I liked his humour, I liked his wit. From that day forward, uh, on the occasions when I did actually uh, get to look after him, he, it was just, uh, it, it was always just quite straightforward. He was always extremely kind, always very polite. And well, he was, I know many people talk about his gaffes and that kind of side, which I'll come back to, but he was always with myself. I just thought he was, he was absolutely fantastic. And I also had a huge amount of respect for him because obviously because of his age, but also, you know, what he and the Queen have seen and gone through over many decades gives you respect for them and, and again makes you feel extremely privileged to have actually known them uh, and actually looked after them which is for me even today I still sometimes pinch myself and think did I actually do that but I did and hence why I'm able to kind of do a lot of what I do today. So the next question I've got is from Instagram and the question is uh, it's from Joanna who said, I've heard that one of the most, he was one of the most popular royals with staff because he was less formal and liked a joke. And absolutely true, he was, uh, I think, could be less formal uh, than the other royals. Uh, he had a very good sense of humour, very down to earth, but he said it as it was. And that's something that I, I liked. You know, I, I liked the fact that when he spoke to you, you knew exactly what you were doing, you knew what he wanted, and you, you got on and did the job. But everybody, everybody liked him. It, the funny thing is, there was a few members of staff that I remember who were, were quite nervous of him because he, you know, he, he, he was straight to the point sometimes and it was interesting because some of the staff seemed to be, um, you know, worried about kind of upsetting them or saying the, wrong, saying the wrong thing. But in a way, it was just, he was just straightforward, you know, very military, old fashioned, but equally had a great sense of humour. and. Um, I didn't find him intimidating or anything at all. If anything, as I said, uh, I always enjoyed, when I had the opportunity to look after the two of them, I always felt quite, quite lucky. Uh, and I was never, never kind of worried about asking him anything or kind of uh, checking things with him or with the Queen on, on occasions. I think in that role, you can't be. If you suddenly, as a butler, become worried or nervous around the people that you're working for, it just doesn't work. So even though, some people, staff might have said they were intimidated or felt slightly nervous in case, um, you know, they said something silly. 
But I think one thing about Prince Philip, he did he didn't suffer fools. I mean, that that's a fact. You know, he was very, you know, very kind of fact about that. You know, he, he just kind of liked people to know what they were doing and to get on with the job. And there's many examples of that. There's a fantastic example where he's actually having a photograph taken and the photographer's kind of messing around a little bit and wasting time. And Prince Philip very quickly, uh, I will not use the word that he used, but very quickly asked him to take the photograph uh, there and then. And the photographer took the picture and it was a great picture. But, you know, this is the thing. He was somebody that liked to get the job done and just didn't want people kind of messing around or wasting time. But he did have a good sense of humour, without, without question. Moving on to Facebook, uh, somebody has asked me about would Prince Philip have supported Prince Harry in his recent decisions. Prince Harry and the Duke of Edinburgh and the Queen all have a, a very close relationship, as far as I'm aware. Or they certainly did when I worked for them. And there's, I remember the Duke of Edinburgh and Prince Harry had a lot of time for each other. And I believe uh, that members of the royal family would uh, support Harry in his decisions and what he's doing. And it's possible Prince Philip did support him, but it's, it's difficult. I can't really comment because I, I, I'm not there. I, I don't know. It would be wrong for me to put words in people's mouths. But... I think the relationship that Prince Harry had with his grandfather and grandmother is very close. I do believe that they, they support each other. And even though there's a, been a lot of things, a lot of stories going around, I always think it's best to kind of keep out of those, those kind of things. However, what is a fact is that Prince Philip thought a lot of Prince Harry and equally Prince Harry thought a lot of his, his grandfather without question. And I think the one thing that Prince Harry said possibly is that the future, his future daughter will obviously not be, um, will never get to meet her grandfather. That, that I think will, will, make, will make him sad. But, but on the positive, obviously, Archie had that opportunity. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's obviously a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, you, many people have lost people and they say they wish they'd met the the unborn children, obviously, and uh, it's, but I suppose that's part of life, isn't it? Uh, another question, so that was from Karen. That was, that, sorry, that question was from Karen on Facebook. And one other question she asked, is it true Her Majesty sleeps sitting up? Um, I don't quite know how to answer that one because I wouldn't know. It's not something I would ever know. And um, I don't know where you've heard that, but it's, it's very interesting. But I think it's safe to say I, I very much doubt it, but um, not something I would, I would know because as a butler, I would not be, uh, I would certainly not be in the, in the Queen's uh, bedroom uh, and I wouldn't know the answer to that. But um, I'm sure somebody out there knows the answer and maybe one day will answer it for you. So another question from YouTube, and this is from somebody called Fox Ox. Hope I've said that right. And they've said, what is your most memorable, memorable interaction with Prince Philip? Uh, in fact, quite a lot of you asked the same questions. I said earlier on, um, it, a lot of you have asked the same, uh, what I've already discussed, a lot of you have already asked the same, the same questions. Now, the most memorable occasion for me would have been a party at the palace 
round about, I think round about the same time, the Queen's 80th birthday. In fact, it was, I think it was a picnic for the Queen's 80th birthday for all the Ross staff and, and family and friends. And it was uh, at Buckingham Palace. And I remember being there with a friend and his grandparents. And the grandparents, really nice couple. Uh, sadly, he's no longer with us, but, but she still is. And this lady in question is in, now in her 90s. But this was probably about, uh, well, certainly about 15 years ago, I would say. And I remember there was an opportunity to introduce them to the Queen, as my brother was also at the palace at this time. And we did an introduction, and that was lovely. The Queen was, was delightful and chatted to them about a few bits and pieces. He was a store boy, and the lady in question was a teacher. Uh, from they were for a short time they were in Zimbabwe, so there was a lot of a lot to be discussed. You know, they had a, a good conversation, um, which was lovely because it was such a such an amazing uh, occasion. Because it wasn't like there was loads of people; it was just a few of us around and got these amazing opportunities to chat with the Queen. And then I suggested uh, after that conversation that they might like to speak to Prince Philip. And so myself, my friend, and my brother kind of raced across the, the lawn at Buckingham Palace to Prince Philip with this couple who also in the 80s kind of almost running to keep up with us and we got to uh, Prince Philip and they were just slightly behind and I said your highness would you mind saying hello to uh, my friend's grandparents I think my brother initially did the introduction I tried to can explain and Prince Philip looked around at them and again, I'm going, to to, I'm going to have to be slightly careful with my words here, how I, how, how I say this without offending anyone or using the, the wrong language. But he said, if they can something catch me, they can something speak to me. And at which point they were already there and they were just like rabbits in headlights suddenly just kind of stopped and, and looking. And he turned around and was very much like, oh, how nice to see you. And was absolutely delightful to them absolutely fantastic and they had a great great conversation and they thoroughly enjoyed it and the best bit of the conversation it was the fact that they heard him uh, use this kind of this this his traditional language <laughs> they heard him obviously swear and they loved it because to them that that is Prince Philip that is that was that is Prince Philip he, he said it as it was and uh, they absolutely they loved it. They absolutely made the made their day, and they retold that story over and over on many occasions. So it was such a such a great um, such a great memory for them, and really funny for me. So I, over the years, obviously, I, I got to uh, spend time with them, as I said, at different events. I even when I danced with the Queen at Balmoral Castle, and some of you might have heard this story. I was invited to the Gillies Ball, which is held at Memorial Castle. And there was an opportunity, uh, I danced with the Duchess of Cornwall, as she very kindly said she would, and I was extremely nervous. I had taken kind of secret dancing lessons for this, so that I knew how to, I had to remind myself how to do Scottish dance. And I learned it as a child, but I had to relearn. And then there was an opportunity to dance with the Queen. And in this dance, part of it also, there was a reel, a Scottish reel, which meant I also had the opportunity to dance with other members of the royal family and that included Prince Philip and the one thing I remember about dancing with the Queen and obviously Prince Philip in this reel 
was they both were very good dancers, but they also were watching your feet to make sure that you knew what you were doing, you know, making sure that you knew how to do the dance. And it was, it's, I've, I've even seen footage uh, of the Queen where she'll actually tell you off if you're doing something wrong, but in a, in a humorous way. And Prince Philip, I think, was very much the, the same. They loved Scotland. Uh, he loved all things Scottish, as does the Queen and other members of the royal family. And of course, Scottish dancing was, was one of their passions. And it's very sad to think this year at the Girlies Ball, he's not going to be there because that was one occasion that I know he enjoyed. And it's, it's very sad to think, obviously, this, this will be such a big thing for the Queen going up to, when she goes up to Scotland. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of memories for her. One of my final memories with Prince Philip was at Buckingham Palace again. A few years ago, there was a Christmas party at the palace and I was invited as a guest. And I remember Prince Philip coming up and chatting to myself and my friend that was there. And the, the friend that was there is a member and still a member of the Royal Household. And it was really funny because he knows this person, he's met him before, and Prince Philip being very typical Prince Philip went up to him and said, oh, what are you doing? Who, who, who are you again? What, what do you do here? Very kind of humorous, very kind of fun, and it kind of made us all kind of laugh and um, made a couple of other kind of fun comments and realised suddenly that the Queen had wandered off and decided he better catch up with her so that, you know, as he always was there, he was always by her side, a few paces behind, and it was, it was lovely just to see suddenly this little kind of, this funny kind of side to him where suddenly he was like, I better go and catch up with the Queen, you know, and off he went. And that was, the, that was the last time I saw him. And do you know, it was only a few years ago, but he looked absolutely amazing for a, a man that would have been at that point, I'm guessing 95, 96, maybe even cut for 97. And he was still amazing, absolutely fantastic. And I think it's safe to say right up until possibly even a few months ago, you know, he was still the Prince Philip that we all, we all know. got the funeral coming up which is on Saturday tomorrow and I'm sure you many of you are going to be watching it. it's going to be broadcast uh, possibly on well it will be on BBC news as well as other networks uh, sky uh, as well and it's going to be uh, for me it's I'm gonna be watching it I'm also working I'm gonna be doing some commentary work on different networks but it's going to be um, very poignant for me to 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 watch it with with everyone else and to know this is a, a very, this is a big thing, you know, it's a, it's a huge change for our Queen because suddenly she's now going to very much carry on, even though she was already, he had retired and she was very much doing it on her own. It's, it's even though we see that behind closed doors, she always had him there, especially over the last year. And now that, that, that you know, as many of you know, because we've all lost people over the years, I've, I've lost people over the last year who are very close to me. And um, we all know how difficult that is, that life goes on. And many of you have also asked me if I think the Queen will carry on. I do. I believe the Queen will carry on as long as, as, long as she can. Uh, she's an amazing, amazing lady, amazing human being. And she always said on her 21st birthday that she would dedicate her life to, to us. And that's what she's done. And I believe she will do it until the day until her dying day, I believe that she'll carry out that role as the Queen uh, of 
of my country, of the Commonwealth. And it's, uh, once again, I feel very privileged and lucky to have worked for them and to have known, known them. And it is going to, as I said, tomorrow is going to be a very sad day for me to know that that is the, that is the, the, the end of, a, of, a, of an era, of a chapter. But I have got so many wonderful memories, as you can tell, and I'll, I'll treasure those. And I'm sure there'll be other opportunities when I might do another one of these conversations and share other uh, fun memories that, I, that, that come back to me, because obviously tomorrow there'll be other things that I'll remember and think, oh, I forgot about that. Because that seems to happen to me a lot when I do a lot of interviews. I suddenly remember some great memories. And I do feel very lucky to have had the privilege and the honour of working for members of the British Royal Family and on occasions looking after His Royal Highness, uh, Prince Philip. And yes, things that, these are memories that I will always, always treasure. I hope you've enjoyed hearing some of my memories and experiences and forgive me for not answering all the questions otherwise this would turn into a, a, a movie. So I'm obviously trying to keep it slightly short. But a lot of your questions were very similar and hopefully I've, I've, answered, I've answered them. And thank you for asking me to do this. Thank you for sending over the questions and thank you for giving me the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with all of you about the late Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh.